0: By Paul Mars. Sarah buttoned up her duffel coat, poised on that odd interface between the ship's interior and its dark police box shell, and waited for the doctor's inevitable call. Come and look at this, he bellowed, and she knew it was just him trying to get her interested. She saw that they were in a forest at night, in a kind of dell, three foot deep in snow. She could make out the bundled, shapeless figure of the Doctor poking at black, exposed earth. "Prince," he said, without even looking round, "'they belong to what you might call a big cat. "'A very big cat.' He plunged his hands into his pockets. "'She shouldn't be here, whoever she is.' "'Sarah sighed, off into another mystery. "'They moved onwards for ten minutes, "'their way lit only by the silver rime on trees. "'Sarah found herself drifting in meditative silence, "'numbed by the cold. "'The next thing she knew, the doctor turned to shout at her, "'Don't come any closer!' "'And the whole fresh expanse of white between them cracked in two. "'With a great cry of rage, he slipped easily into the dark water.' She was dumbstruck for a moment. She went to grab something, a branch, anything to throw to him, but there was no sign of him. Doctor! He broke the surface, frozen water erupting everywhere. With yards and yards of soaked scarf wrapped and flailing about him, it looked like he was being attacked by an absurd, multicoloured squid. That was when a man appeared on a gleaming black horse, leapt from his saddle, and managed to grab one end of the doctor's scarf, And haul him ashore. Promptly, the doctor had fallen into one of his profound sleeps, and his rescuer and Sarah had to carry him bodily back to the man's cottage. The man had introduced himself as Rector Adams. He'd arrived soon enough to save the doctor's bacon, and just late enough to make him require a few days lying about and generally enjoying the attention. I'll warn you, said Sarah ruefully later that night in the Rector's prim and rather cosy sitting room. The doctor isn't used to being rescued. He might not be altogether gracious about it. The rector smiled and passed her tea. All in a day's work, Miss Smith. My work has accustomed me to saving souls that sometimes would rather go unsaved. The rector seemed to welcome their company. One morning he came up to Sarah, smiling. We have an invitation. From inside his black frock coat he produced a thick square of card. "'tied with a pale blue ribbon. "'To Lady Huntington's Ball. "'It is an annual event. "'I generally get asked, "'but I haven't relished the idea "'of going up to that grand place "'and dancing around. "'But now I have visitors.' "'He turned to them and smiled. "'Tomorrow night. Uh, "'Do you think you and the doctor "'would accompany me?' "'He seems to be on the mend.' "'Sarah shrugged happily. "Uh, "'You'll have to ask him.' Uh, "'But who's Lady Huntington? Uh, "'It was in her grounds that I discovered you both in difficulties. "'She owns a rather beautiful manor-house in the middle of those woods.' "'She caught something in his tone. "'You sound as if you don't really approve of her.' "'The old man looked shifty for a moment. "'The Lord forgive me, but Lady Huntington is not a very lovable person. "'She throws open that house of hers once a year, "'and she does it to find a husband for her granddaughter, Bella.' Lady Huntington sits at the end of the ballroom like a terrible black spider on a golden throne. The Doctor was indeed back to his old self, pulling on his warm boots as Sarah and Rector Adams arrived home. "'There you are,' he grinned. "'Thank you so much for helping us, but now Sarah and I must be on our way.' The Rector looked crestfallen. "'Must you really leave today?' "'Oh, absolutely,' said the Doctor.' "'But what about the ball?' "'I'll try to persuade him,' said Sarah, without much conviction. "'I'd like to say he isn't always this rude, but he is.' "'With that,' she followed the doctor up the road. "'That poor old man is lonely,' she said. "'And think of it, a genuine eighteenth-century high-society ball.' "'He mused. "'I'd rather we just went on our way. "'I'm not—' "'What's that?' "'Sarah groaned. "'Not your big cats again?' He looked surprised. It's an engine! They both looked at the source of the noise and saw, emerging through the black naked trees, the lumbering scarlet shape of a double-decker bus. They watched it labour out of sight like a rare and fabulous beast slipping back into the forest's obscurity. Ah, well, said the doctor at length, you'd be surprised how many things aren't where they're supposed to be in time. Listen, he said. Perhaps we ought to go to this ball and hobnob with the locals. You look like you could do with a good night out. He blinked again. There was no denying it. It was definitely her. Across the ballroom, through the rustle and press of all those dresses, the doctor could see her quite clearly, stretched out on a sofa, and observing the proceedings with a benign expression of amusement. Her large, inelegant body was tucked primly into a "'fashionable, pale-olive frock.' "'The doctor shuffled and slid across the highly polished floor "'until he stood before her. "'Iris? Doctor!' she smiled, glancing up. "'She held out one brilliantly white-gloved hand for him to kiss. "'I'd heard you were in the vicinity.' "'Well, I wish I'd known you were here,' he said rudely. "'Oh, don't be all cross with me!' "'She giggled and fluffed up the ostrich feathers "'sprouting from her tiara.' "'Don't I look the part? "'In this time and place I'm known as Lady Aris Wildtime. "'Isn't that marvellous? "'In the eighteenth century I'm rather grand "'and own a beautiful home in the north.' "'The doctor rolled his eyes. "'You're determined to have a house in every century on this planet, aren't you? Oh, "'You know me, I never like to settle in one place.' "'Suddenly the doctor gave one of his disarming grins.' "'It's good to see you again, Iris,' he said, "'grasping her podgy hand and giving it a brisk shake. "'He had forgotten, upon first seeing Iris here, "'that he actually enjoyed her company. "'Their paths are crossed on only a few occasions in the past, "'and when they did, it was never dull. "'Just then Sarah appeared through the potted palms, "'breathless from the dance, "'in a violet ball-gown with voluminous skirts. "'Beside her, "'was a young man in the scarlet livery of a captain. "'This is Captain Turner,' said Sarah. "'We've been dancing.' "'Captain Turner stroked his luxurious sideburns. "'You must be Sarah Jane's uncle.' "'Her uncle?' the doctor frowned. "'I'm Aris Wildtime," said a voice from the plump purple sofa. "'Since no one is going to introduce us, my dear, "'I'd better do it myself. "'I'm an old flame of the doctor's.' "'I think old Flame is putting it a little strongly, don't you, Iris?' "'Certainly not,' she said, producing a pale pink fan as if by magic, and giving herself a rapid wafting. "'I was in love with you for years, you stupid man.' Sarah raised her eyebrow at the Doctor. Then Captain Turner led her away into the next dance. "'You're up to some mischief, Iris,' said the Doctor. "'I can sense it. I'll find it out, whatever it is.' Then he marched off to speak to the party's hostess. Iris watched him go, her eyes narrowing above the stilled fan. "'You're as bad as I am at this,' Sarah laughed as they lurched again in the wrong direction. But something was bothering her about this young captain. There were times when his conversation seemed more twentieth century than eighteenth, and she reflected— The Captain Turner had the same slightly glazed, bemused expression worn by all first-time time time travellers. It was a look she had come to recognise and delight in, feeling herself to be such an old hand by now. She decided to test him out. This really is 1764, isn't it? I mean, I haven't got it all terribly wrong. Oh, yes, he said. That's definitely the year we're in. He clamped his mouth shut. They had stopped dancing, slow to a halt, in the middle of the floor. "'I thought I'd check,' Sarah said. "'You can't be too sure, can you?' Captain Turner looked defeated. "'How did you know I, um, travelled in time? And "'Never mind that. "'How did you get here?' He nodded to the far side of the room, where they had left the supine Aris Wildtime, "'With well, that woman you met over there. "'She's got, uh, uh a vehicle. "'I'm what you could call her travelling companion.' "'Sarah tutted sympathetically. "'And what is it you're up to?' "'I can't tell you that, Sarah. "'Aris would have my guts for garters.' "'Here the music ended, and each couple sprang apart. "'The doctor went up to thank Lady Huntington "'for inviting him to her bash, "'jumping onto the wooden platform "'and swooping down on her as she sat in her golden chair. "'Hello,' he said. "'I'm the doctor. "'You must be Lady Huntington.' Her hands were folded in her skinny lap. They were almost fleshless, covered with liver spots. The skin on her face, too, looked like frail, time-stained paper. She ignored the doctor, staring into the centre of the ballroom with an expression of utter contempt. "'My grandmother is tired,' said a quiet voice. "'It has been an exhausting day for her.' The doctor looked up quizzically to see a girl of about seventeen standing standing hands dutifully clasped to one side of the old woman. Her hair was long and colourless, and her face was almost devoid of expression. "'You must be Bella. I'm very pleased to meet you,' he said in a pantomime whisper over the old lady's head. "'I just thought I would pop up and say thank you for inviting me.' He bent to speak to the cross-looking old woman again. "'I'm just saying thank you for inviting me.' "'He realised he was treating her as if she was deaf, and turned to Bella. "'Would she mind me asking her to dance?' "'Suddenly Bella let out a giggle, which she immediately stifled. "'Lady Huntington does not dance,' she said. "'But perhaps, if I ask, I may dance with you, Doctor?' "'I'd be delighted,' the Doctor grinned. "'Did you come here with the express purpose of dallying with my granddaughter?' "'asked Lady Huntington suddenly. "'Oh,' he said, "'hello there. "'Um, no, I don't think so. "'I really did want to thank you. Uh, "'Dancing with your granddaughter "'is an incidental pleasure, "'but would you look after my scarf "'while we're on the floor? "'I could cause a nasty accident "'twirling about with this on.' "'He started to heap the multicoloured coils "'all over Lady Huntington's special platform.' "'You must understand my concern over my granddaughter's well-being,' said the old lady. "'I have to see that Bella meets the right sort of people, "'for it is Bella who will inherit this whole property when I die. "'Everything is in her hands, "'and I will not have her throw away everything that was mine on a fool.' "'She tossed this last insult directly at the doctor. "'Well, don't look at me. I'm not marrying anyone.' Uh, "'But I wouldn't say no to a little turn on the dance floor.' "'With that, he reached over and grasped Bella's gloved hands, "'dragging her down off the platform as the next dance began. "'Where are your parents?' the doctor asked, "'trying desperately to remember the dances he had learned long ago in a different life. "'Dead,' she said matter-of-factly. "'I never knew them. "'The only person I've ever known is my grandmother. "'Really, wouldn't you know her, she's the kindest person.' "'She's only ever wanted the best for me.' "'The doctor smiled at this, and was about to reply "'when someone tapped him on the shoulder. "'It was Sarah. "'It's the ladies, excuse me,' she said, "'and shouldered in to swap partners. "'Bella, meanwhile, was claimed by Captain Turner, "'who swept her down the hall in the other direction. "Listen," said Sarah, "'we've got a problem. "'That captain I was dancing with is a phony.' "'He's from another time, brought here by that little fat woman you were talking to.' "'Do you think they're up to something nefarious?' the doctor asked. She nodded. "'Iris wouldn't be involved in anything nasty,' said the doctor thoughtfully. "'No?' He shook his head, and then he looked across the room. A clear view opened up through the crowd of Iris on her chaise longue. She was transfixed by the spectacle of Captain Turner dancing with Bella.' he realised that she was wearing an expression of what looked to him very like naked avarice. Mm -hmm. Iris disgraced herself at the ball. She mixed her drinks, and by midnight it was left to the doctor to see her home. Sarah and Captain Turner had vanished. He wasn't sure where. "'Iris,' said the Doctor, "'where's your ship? I'll help you there.' "'I don't know,' she cackled. "'Oh, where did I park it? "'Wait, I remember it was right in the middle of the woods.' She set off then, rather jauntily. When they came to the woods, Iris took one look back at the banner-house. "'When Turner marries Bella,' "'All of this will be mine,' she laughed out loud in triumph, and the doctor shushed her. "'I appear to have lost the doctor,' said Rector Adams, in the general genial disarray at the end of the evening. "'Me too,' Sarah smiled. "'but I'm sure he'll turn up. "'Will you accompany me back to the rectory?' he asked. "'Actually, I think I'll hang on here. I need some fresh air.' "'The rector gave her a kindly smile. "'I shall leave my carriage here for you. "'I think I will take the air tonight as well. "'Good-night, my dear.' "'As Sarah walked back into the house, "'she saw Bella was leading Captain Turner onto the snowy lawns. "'As they picked their way through the perilous woods, "'Aris was indulging in one of her favourite pastimes "'and baiting the doctor.' "'Ah, but in those days you had a certain savoir-faire. "'You were so dashing, and you knew how to treat a lady.' "'He crashed through the trees crossly. "'But I was so pompous,' he cried. "'I was so sure of myself and my superior Gallifrey know-how.' "'He stopped. "'Is this your TARDIS, then?' "'It was the shabby-looking double-decker bus "'he and Sarah had seen the previous day.' It was parked in a hollow in the middle of the woods. Aris clambered on board, putting the lights on, and the doctor followed. Inside was simply a customised London bus. Instead of rows of seats, there were comfortable chairs and tasseled lamps, mementos. He had to admit it, it was quite cosy. She had left the driver's cabin almost intact, a small, wittily adapted version of Atari's console. He sat down, and Aris started pouring out more drinks. From the top of the cocktail cabinet fell a sheaf of yellowing papers and a metal object the size and weight of a football. The doctor caught it and examined its bronze-coloured surfaces. Aris passed him a sherry. Oh, that's just a... I know what it is, said the doctor. It's what the Time Lords send messages in. Have they had you doing their dirty work? He sipped his sherry and stared at the ball. I remember having to take one of these to a planet where everyone was mutating because of atmospheric experiments, and I wanted to find out what it was they were sending in this box. This is what I mean by how sure I was of my Gallifreyan science. I used particle reversal to try and see what was inside the messages' sphere. I said I could make everything outside the ball swap with everything inside. "'and I never even stopped to think "'that outside there was infinity "'and within was finite. "'Oh, no, I just went lashing some old thing together, "'and, of course, it all went off with a bang. "'And to think if it had worked, "'I could have trapped the whole known universe "'inside this football thing.' "'He shook his head. "'I was so arrogant in those days.' "'He downed the rest of his sherry in one. "'Aris?' "'and he saw that she was fast asleep on the settee. "'Sarah found herself following Bella "'and Captain Turner into the gardens. "'They walked the perimeter of the high box hedges "'that formed the maze. "'The tall emerald walls rustled menacingly, "'and Sarah slipped behind them to eavesdrop better. "'She was just in time to hear Turner go blundering straight in "'and ask Bella for her hand. "'But I can't,' she said, shocked by him. Then there was the sound of a kerfuffle as she started to rush away, her dancing shoes slipping on the treacherous snow. Sarah shrank back as she saw Bella tumble and dash into the maze as if desperate to get away, paying no heed to the direction she took. Turner swore and then came round the corner, taking in the hidden Sarah with a wry look. "'I blew that, didn't I?' Sarah nodded. "'She'll get herself lost in the maze, silly girl.' They took off after her, and Sarah... "'soon grew worried. "'If you got stuck in here all night, you could freeze. "'They found Bella's silver slippers, their straps, snapped. "'In the heart of the maze they found no one. "'Bella had vanished again. "'And then they found her dress, "'crumpled, discarded, shucked like an old skin. "'The doctor woke up in a wickerwork chair.' There to his left was Iris, snoring on her overstuffed settee. He stood and peered out of the bus windows into the forest. Something was moving. It slunk its low, powerful body through the undergrowth. It was skirting the ship, waiting for them to come out. Its tail flicked like a whip, flashing golden stripes in the dark. It vanished, reappeared, playing games with him. "'The tiger turned to stare straight at him, "'and her emerald eyes burned into his with terrible recognition. "'The doctor stared helplessly back into the oldest flames he had ever seen. "'With a shout, Aris was suddenly awake and tumbling off her makeshift bed. "'She struggled over to the doctor and caught a glimpse of the great beast "'just as it slipped blithely into the dark. "'We're under attack!' she cried. "'No, it's all right.' "'said the doctor thoughtfully. "'That was an old tigress. "'She's gone now, for tonight at least. "'In the very early hours, "'a tired and defeated Turner drove Sarah home in a carriage. "'Why are we stopped?' asked Sarah, "'lurching forward as she heard Turner throw down the reins "'and jump onto the road. "'You don't want to see this,' he said, "'pulling a blanket from the back to cover whatever he had found.' Sarah ignored him and got down onto the road. The body was frozen now, but before the cold had got to it, a good deal of blood had seeped into the snow. It was Rector Adams. Half of him had been mauled and torn away. It was one of those tricky dinner arrangements in that nobody really wanted to go, but they all knew they had to. The doctor told himself he was only going to smooth the way. Sarah went because the doctor was going, though she was still disturbed by the rector's death. Iris, meanwhile, decided she was coming to dinner because she had an interest in the outcome. The real purpose of the dinner was for Lady Huntington to meet Captain Turner properly. The old hag had caught wind of the captain's apparent ardour. As a result, they all found themselves sitting around the most elaborate dinner service Sarah had ever seen. "'Your granddaughter and my nephew appear to be in love,' Iris said at last, breaking the uncomfortable silence. "'Isn't that right, Andrew?' Captain Turner flushed. "'Yes, Aunt Iris.' "'And you, my dear?' asked Lady Huntington of Bella, with a delicious mocking. Bella stood up shakily and rushed out of the room. Sarah said, "'I'll go after her,' and no one took any notice as she slipped out after the girl.' "'This match might not be such a bad thing,' mused Lady Huntington. She looked Captain Turner up and down, appraisingly. "'You understand I have rather a lot to lose. "'I will, in effect, be passing on all of this manner to this young man.' "'Aris licked her dry lips. "'I understand that.' "'The old lady gave a mirthless cackle. "'I thought you might.' "'The doctor was frowning now.' "'He tapped his wine-glass till it rang, and they all looked at him. "'There's more to you,' he addressed Lady Huntington, "'than meets the eye. "'Why are you suddenly so willing to see this young man "'dallying with your granddaughter? "'Yesterday you were so protective.' "'Turner's curiosity got the better of him. "'Yes. What's in it for you?' "'Aris kicked him under the table.' "'Lady Huntington smiled at them. "'If I pass on this house to this boy, "'there is one thing I require in return.' "'She looked at them with terribly clear emerald eyes, "'and Iris already knew what she was going to say. "'I want your TARDIS!' "'Sarah followed the sound of sobbing "'until she found Bella's room. "'The girl was lying face down in a strewn heap of straw.' The room was bare plaster and stone, and it smelled rank, like a cage in the zoo. As Sarah advanced warily towards the girl, she could see hanks of chewed bloody meat. She drew back. "'This is where she keeps me, moaned Bella. This is why I can't marry a boy like that.' "'Where are you from?' asked Sarah. "'I've always lived here,' said the girl, dispiritedly but my grandmother says we come from another world. She says we are the last. Sarah found herself backing away. You killed Rector Adams, didn't you? It was you. Bella shook her head. But I was there. I caught up with my grandmother in the woods last night. I saw her do it. She did it for sport. Come down with me, Sarah said. We've got to put a stop to this. "'My ship isn't part of the bargain,' said Iris reasonably. "'It's my prized possession.' "'You're a foolish old woman,' snarled Lady Huntington. "'You will do as I say.' "'Go to hell,' said Iris carelessly. With a single bound, the older woman was on top of the table, and scattering the array of dishes about her. She pushed the burning candelabra into the doctor's lap to keep him occupied, and threw herself at Iris's throat. I haven't waited all these years to be thwarted by the likes of you, she howled. I have to return home. I have to! Her bony fingers clutched Iris's neck and shook her for all she was worth. Iris spluttered and howled. The doctor, meanwhile, was hopping and trying to put out his burning scarf. Turner whipped up the pitcher of wine and sloshed it over him. "'Grandmother, stop!' cried Bella, she returned to the dining-room. For a second she made them all stop and stare. Bella was transforming before their eyes. As she tore across the room, her pale young flesh grew black stripes and a thick plush. She smashed the old woman across the face with a massive paw, loosening her grip on Iris and sending her sprawling towards the windows. Lady Huntington crashed to the ground with a great cry. Her true face beneath the ribboned skin was a muzzle, a rictus that drew back its black lips over immaculate teeth. Her body, no longer crippled and old, burst open its old lady's frock all down the back. "'You can't take us back in time,' Bella told her sadly. "'It's too late for us. "'We are extinct, Grandmother.' "'The old woman howled. "'Captain Turner sprang into life. "'He ran past Bella "'and flung all his weight "'at the Grandmother, "'catching her off guard. "'Both toppled through the windows. "'Both flew three stories "'through the night's air. "'The others drew up to the window "'to look down at the gravel below. "'The captain lay inert and bleeding, "'and away from his body "'bounded the apparently unhurt Tigress "'towards the woods. "'The doctor "'Bolted into action. "'Aris, she's headed for your TARDIS!' "'Old as she was, the Tigris could outrun any of them, "'but her sense of direction was disturbed by the commotion and by panic. "'Her instincts were failing her. "'She howled out her rage.' "'Aris had taken a cursory look at Turner's broken form. "'He'll survive,' she murmured, and turned to Sierra. "'Make him comfortable.' "'The Doctor threw open the stable doors "'and led two gleaming horses into the driveway. "'Well done, Doctor,' called Iris, hurrying to him. "'You're going after her,' Sarah called. "'But the two Time Lords were already up on their horses "'and heading for the woods. "'We made it before her,' Iris leapt from the saddle "'with unexpected prowess and ran to her bus. "'We don't know,' began the Doctor, "'and slid carefully to the ground.' One minute, Aris was fumbling for her keys in her bag, and the next she was flattened beneath the lithe golden body of the tigress as she hurtled into the clearing. With a scream, the two old women tore at each other. Aris flung her handful of keys far into the air, where they shone before she was batted almost unconscious with a swipe of one paw. The erstwhile Lady Huntington pinned her down and roared out her pleasure. The doctor... "'seized this opportunity to dash past their struggle. "'He had seen the keys land, and on his way snatched them up, "'forcing them into the TARDIS lock. "'The door swished open, and he was aboard. "'The Tigress lashed her tail, arched her neck, "'and furiously tried to see what was going on. "'The Doctor dived at Iris's cocktail cabinet "'and rummaged around until he found what he was after, "'the football-sized message-carrier.' He held it in both hands and advanced on the tigress. She snapped her jaws at him. He made his voice as low and hypnotic as he could. "'Now you don't really want this battered old ship, do you?' He held up the bronze sphere. "'You could have this. Do you know what this is?' He was standing by the bus driver's cab now. All he had to do was set the sphere upon the time-rotor. "'he could do what he had attempted to do before. "'The old Tigress said, "'I need to get back to our homeworld in the past. "'We do not deserve to die out.' "'I don't blame you for trying to save yourself.' "'The doctor set the message carrier down, "'and as he hoped, it started to glow and pulse with energy. "'It was making a thousand instantaneous connections with Aris's TARDIS. "'Soon it would do what he commanded.' "'Listen,' said the doctor, "'what if I told you there was a perfect way in which to preserve yourself? "'Is this a trick? "'You're in no position to bargain, doctor.' "'And to prove it, she clashed her perfect lethal jaws at him. "'He fell back quite deliberately "'and ran his hands over the relevant controls. "'He instructed the message sphere to reverse its interior dimensions. "'It slid smoothly to obey him and his precise hurried instructions.' Leading and clutching a broken arm, Aris watched from outside as the air inside her TARDIS rippled and its interior dimensions went momentarily haywire. For a second they rattled and shot up like a faulty roller-blind. She thought her ship had been destroyed. Then the Doctor gave a shout of triumph and emerged clutching the sphere to his chest. "'She's in here,' he said sadly. "'Perfectly preserved.' What did you do? A hasty adaptation of that experiment tried out by my arrogant old self. It worked. He tossed Iris the ball. This is her tiny world now. She can roam around forever, inside out, thinking everything revolves around her. Leaving Iris staring at this prize, the doctor hoisted himself back onto his horse and hurriedly returned to the manor. In the morning, Iris had gone. The clearing was empty. Turner was bandaged and covered in bruises, sitting up in bed. "'She's left me!' Bella herself tended him. "'The doctor came to tell me. First thing this morning,' she said. "'Oh, great!' He looked disgustedly at the ornate guest-room. "'I'm not even from this time.' Bella pulled a face. "'The doctor and Sarah have gone as well, I'm afraid.' "'Despite himself, Turner smiled. "'Maybe I'm well out of it. "'Will you stay here, then?' asked Bella. "'Where is your aunt?' he asked, "'as if expecting the tigers to come slinking out from under the bed. "'The doctor said, I will never see her again. "'She left us all behind, he said, and now lives in a world of her own.' "'Bella sat on the edge of the bed. "'I suppose it's for the best. "'She was never very happy here.' "'She looked quizzically at him.' "'Does your proposal still stand?' "'He balked. "'But you're a tiger!' "'Bella smiled. "'Occasionally...